recorded live.
For the reading. Anybody on the line? Hello. Good morning. Okay. I'm just trying to see if anybody on the line because I have a tendency to do interesting things. Oh, okay. Inga, why don't you open up in prayer right now? Okay. Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how. Thank you for our power. Thank you for breathing through us. Thank you for all for all that you do for us. We are highly, highly grateful and much appreciative of you being you and all your glory. Lord, thank you for bringing us together again to participate in the wonderful works of you, and also to come and to get spiritually fed the words to guide us, to nurture us, to teach us, and also to strengthen us in your will, in your word, in your will, and for the purpose that you made us up, made us to be. As we go through today, for our spiritual feeding, let us have open eyes, open ears, and loving arms to embrace and also be willing to take on the armor, which we may think is heavy, but you know it's necessary to help us have victory for the purpose of what you're using us for today. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. All righty. Okay. Oh, shit, it'll go sundown, So, the working of miracles. Did we get into that? I don't know. I don't think so. All right, right, right. No, we didn't because I remember that was to our brother Gully. Hmm. 
Okay, the working of miracles. The category of power gifts, there is the gift of working of miracles. Regarding this gift, we must realize one thing. We are dealing with God, and it is a miracle only as far as man is concerned. Because God is omnipotent, having all power, he does not recognize a certain event as a miracle. What we consider to be a miracle is only an act of God. It is only the voice of God speaking, causing something to come to pass. What might be a very small thing in God's sight is a miracle to man because he's unable to perform it in his own natural strength. Mm. Wow. Okay. In the category of power gifts, there's the gift of working in miracles. Regarding this gift, we must realize one thing, we are dealing with God. That in itself is just powerful because that's saying we need to change our understanding the way we view things, the way we deal with things. We're dealing with God. Oh, God can do it. Whereas we're stressed out, and I was talking to Erica about, what, 10 minutes ago, <laughs> and literally was saying, see, he's been in the God business long enough. That's why we just need to leave it alone and let him handle it. We get too busy trying to figure out or trying to make this happen or trying to do this. You know, you're dealing with God. We are dealing with God, and it's a miracle only as far as man is concerned. Since God is omnipotent, having all power, he does not recognize a certain event as a miracle. So I'm going back to some of my prayers or confessions walking in the realm of the supernatural. That means, you know, you're walking in the realm. You're doing, you're doing things that God has ordained you to do, whereas to us it might seem odd or crazy, but we're walking and doing what God calls, called us to do. What we consider to be a miracle is only an act of God. It is only the voice of God speaking causing something to come to pass. What might be a very small thing in God's sight is a miracle to man because he is unable to perform it in his own natural strength. The voice of God speaking. Remember, everything we see, touch, and taste was spoken to existence by God. So when he says, okay, I need this to move, I need this to happen, I need this to manifest, he speaks it into existence. Once he speaks it into existence, then the Holy Spirit gets to moving. Now, I'm going to bring it down a little better understanding. That's why we have to learn how to get into alignment with God, because remember, we are ambassadors, okay, because the prince of the power of the air literally is, is this is his planet as far as power is concerned. So what us being ambassadors are the intercessors placed on this planet that God uses our voice to touch and to speak what he wants to be done. Once it's spoken, then it will begin to become an action. It will begin to move. The Holy Spirit begins to activate that which is spoken. So that's why it's important that we begin to line up to come into agreement with God so we're moving in accord with God. A supernatural occurrence is called a miracle because it is beyond our natural comprehension. When we receive our glorified bodies, the acts we consider to be miracles at the present time will no longer be miracles. They'll be perfectly normal. Because now we're in other realm. Now we'll go, aha, oh, I see. Like I said, you know, Maria understands much more than we do now. 
because she's on the other side. Where she was fighting before, now she goes, oh, that's all I had to do, because she's on the other side. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke to a fig tree and said, die. The disciples were shocked to see it withered up just the next morning. To the Lord Jesus, that was a very simple thing. To the disciples, it was an enormous situation, an unbelievable thing, simply because it was outside their regular operating forces and strength. Die. The fig tree was withered up in the next morning. The fig tree, he spoke to the fig tree because it bore no fruit. It was not doing what it was created to do. Since it's not doing what it was created to do, you're literally taking up space. Die. Well, I got to go there. I got to go there. Are you doing what God called you to do? Are you just taking up space? I just spoke about getting into accord, into agreement with God. Are you literally trying to find, to hear, to get some understanding about who God called you to be so you can begin to do what he called you to do? Or does he need to speak, die? No, the flip side, maybe you have now begin to become in court and you're lining up. Now he can say, bear fruit, increase. Some plant, some water, God gives an increase. I'll just keep reading. The Greek words for working of miracles are energima and dunamis. From the word energima, we drive our word energy. From the word dunamis, we derive our word dynamite. Dunamis is the same word translated power in Acts 1 and 8. Jesus said to his disciples, Ye shall receive power after that that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Thus we can see that the gift of energy a dynamite is God doing something of an explosive nature. Mm. Ye shall receive power. Each and every one of us has power because we have the Holy Spirit, not only working with us, residing on the inside of us, but are you walking and using that which is available to you? Are you allowing your life to dictate to you what to happen? Or are you using that dunamis power that's inside of you and saying, no, you're not? The gift of working in miracles means a supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. It is God working through a person, an animal, or some other instrument to do something that could not be done normally. Mm. Now check this out, check this out, check this out. The gift of working in miracles means a supernatural intervention by God in the ordinary course of nature. It is God working through a person, an animal, or some other instrument to do something that could not be done naturally. Okay. So, you're asking God for direction. You're dealing with some 
things that are just so much more than what you can deal with. You don't understand it, and you're seeking God. So say, for example, you're seeking God. Let's just put it in the natural for direction because you're lost, and you're trying to come out of, come out of this forest. You don't know what's going on. You GPS and, you know, the phones and all that stuff in the middle, like some boys like the Amazon. So here you go. You're supernatural. You're walking according to God. You're spending time to walk with God. You're coming, and, you talk, and, you talk, and all of a sudden you come to the edge of this cliff, and there's a waterfall, and you're going to wait. Uh, 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 Jesus, wait a minute. Hold up. Y'all there? My phone just did something crazy. Oh, still here. Okay, all right, thanks. So now you come to the edge of this cliff. You're saying, wait a minute. So now what do we do? Let's be real. God, what, what, hold it, wait a minute. I, 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 I done done all this, and this is where you lead me to edge. There's nowhere else to go. I, I'm at the edge of a cliff. I, I, I can't jump. I don't have wings. I can't fly. Really, God, that's what you do with me? I mean, let's be real. That's what we do. Then we get mad, frustrated. Might even say a few choice words or or, 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 or me, Mark, and Erica, we'll call each other and cuss each other out. You know, because we, no, we, we smart enough. We ain't going to say that then, but you can't what How do you think Moses felt when he got to the Red Sea? And he got millions of people following behind him. Really, God, hold, oh, wait a minute. How do you think he let me live? How do you think he felt? The same way we will feel. But see, again, that's what God does to get you and lead you to a situation where you can't fulfill it. You can't go to the other side, part the rest of you. You don't have the power to understand it. And so since we don't, we feel like, God, what's going on? How could you do this to me? But God is literally positioning you strategically to that point so that when the victory comes, you have no choice but say it was nobody but God because you know you couldn't have done it. See, that's what walking in the realm of the supernatural is about that you're so linked up to God that you come to these situations and circumstances which is so over your head, but you're going to come through because you're trusting God. See, that's why I say you got to get in connection with God so that you can hear his voice and get an understanding about how he moves, how he acts, what he does. Would that be a loving God to lead you to the edge of the cliff and the forest and lead, have you no opportunity to come out? That would not be a loving God. So what we begin to do is we begin to transform our understanding, our mindset. So now we get to the now I gotta go back to the word process because the first time that happens, oh you gonna have you gonna get there. But as you grow and mature, then what happens is, Lord, that's a cliff right there. Hmm. So uh, what's your strategic plan? Well, I, 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 you know, so right now, other than jumping, how about I just sit right here and I just continue to do whatever I need to do because 
I know that you have a way of escape. I just might not see it or understand it at this moment, but I'm going to just sit here peacefully and just continue to give you the praise and the glory because you're my God. See, that's where he wants us to get to. That's the point he wants us to get in our walk and our relationship with him so that when we come to this this, this mountain or this edge of this cliff, and that, as far as in our understanding, there's no escape. We don't panic, get upset. We just continue to praise him and seek him just the same way we did before we got to that edge. Now I'm going to keep reading. So you thought I was going to tell you how he's going to get out. <laughs> In the first power gift, the gift of faith, God is working on our behalf, but independent of us. We do nothing. In the gift of faith, God does something sovereignly, dramatically, gloriously, while we just watch and marvel. God does the work for us, not through us. In the gift of work in a miracle, the exact opposite is true. God is entrusting us with a strength, with an energy that we do not... Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Something just shifted. And for whatever reason, I'm just going to speak what I see. It's like a sunrise or a sunset, but it's more so like you're looking in the horizon. And you see, you see this, um, like um, you see this um, energy, like like an explosion, like you see on the thing, like after the bomb is going off, which ties into doing this power. And then, for whatever reason, I envision a battleship. Oh wow! Father God, yero kosele kumbuska ro kanaraka. Father God, yero kosele kumbrane kosele It'll make more sense later on, but right now. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to just keep reading for right now. The gift of working in miracles is the exact opposite of true. God's entrusting us with the strength and the energy that we do not normally have. It is the power of the Spirit of God surging through us, through our hands, our feet, and minds, causing us to do or be something that is not normal or natural to our behavior. We call this gift of working in miracles. So that is God entrusting us with the power. Mm, that's what he's saying. That that that's what he's saying. Now, when I was envisioning that battleship, what do we see? Battleships that that they, they have explosive bombs going off. 
or when I envision that that horizon like the aftermath of a nuclear bomb, well, what God is saying, we have that power, that same power inside of us, multiplied enormously. And the battleship meaning that we can see that battleship, what is it? they aim their weapon at whatever it is, then they fire. That's what the Lord has to train us to do with that power. That he has to train us so that we can aim our power at whatever it is going forth in our life. Just like when Jesus aimed his power at that fig tree and it dried up of the root. God wants us to use that power that's inside of us. And aim it at our situations and circumstances. Aim it at our target. We don't just need to have it just going wherever. See, the Holy Spirit will train you how to do that, how to speak, how to harness that energy and direct it to where you need it to go. And you walk in that. And walk in that. Walk in that, Father. So that we can continue to press forth. See, that's what happens when we get to the edge of that cliff. And we don't know what to do. We connect with our God and we get divine instructions. And then once he says, do what needs to be done, then we aim that power and shoot it. And then let God be God. Mm. By the work in miracles, very often the laws of nature are altered or suspended. And all, all that is which abnormal to our nature Natural reason becomes effective around us. The gift is functioning in the Bible even through an animal, as we see in the book of Numbers, chapter 22. That's interesting because I just talked about us being on the edge of a cliff. Now, you know, if normally I walk off that cliff, I'm going to drop. I'm not able to fly, and that's a long way down, so more than likely I won't survive. But what did he just say? By the work of miracles, very often the laws of nature are altered or suspended, and that which is abnormal to our natural reason becomes effective around us. So what about the what we read where that water was dropping on that man's forehead while he was in prison, and he spoke to that water and it went back up? See, that's aiming that power. Because so often in our lives, God is saying, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm. We're, we're crying to our God. God, I need some help. Here, here. Well, what, what are you going to do about it? I have given you the power. It's inside. What are you, what are you, when are you going to man up? When are you going to walk in what I've given you, the walk that I died for you to have? When are you going to choose to let me work through you instead of walking around here like a whimpering child, a little baby? And trust me to bring it about. Trust me to change the situation and circumstances around. Trust me to do that which I can do. To you, it's a miracle. To me, it's just me being God. It's just me being God. So what are you going to choose, to allow me to be God, or are you going to continue to walk in you? Ooh, Father God, this is an interesting morning. This is a very unusual story. The prophet Balaam was weak and wavering in respect to God's express will and was being tempted by the enemies of God's people. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled because he went. 
And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an and the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass, and his two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and the sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went to the field, and Balaam smote the ass to turn unto the way. When Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, it turned aside into a field. Then it crushed Balaam against the wall and finally laid down under him. Each time Balaam punished the donkey, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with the staff. Then the Lord spoke through the animal and said, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? Balaam said, Because thou hast mocked me, I will dare sword my hand, for now would I kill thee. Again, God spoke to the animal to Balaam. Am I not thine ass upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was dying unto this day? Was I ever want to do unto thee? The guy opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel standing in front of him with his sword drawn. It was only the animal that had kept Balaam from being killed. If the animal had not held back, Balaam would have died when he ran into the two-edged sword of that angel. The animal could see, but the prophet could not. Then God gave that animal the voice of a human to us. That is a miracle. On this occasion, the miracle that took place was not a small affair. God would not have his people curse. Finally, out of the strange prophet list came these words, How should I curse whom God has not cursed? How should I defy whom the Lord has not defied. Balaam was unable to compromise with the enemy, even though he's offered great treasures to do. Not only did the animal talk, Balaam understood, and Balaam had a conversation with him. And he was so caught up in him that he didn't even realize he was talking to a donkey. See, that's what happens so often when we get so, so bent upon our way and, and caught up in us. We don't see God moving. We don't see the hand of God moving because we want things our way. I understand how it needs to be done. So we don't realize we're talking to donkeys. Oh, that's just a story in the Bible. How about when a little child comes and tells you, why are you doing such and such? And you stop going, oh, wow. You didn't even realize you are doing it. You know, innocent children, they see things. A little baby, I know I went over a girl's house, and she had a little baby in her, and, and the baby came in. I don't know if I held the baby anyway. I did. I ended up holding the baby, and the baby was just smiling. And she just looked at me, and Mom said, when the father comes around, the baby cries. But you're holding this child, and the baby's laughing and giggling. I just laughed. I, just, I didn't say nothing. But that baby sees something. That baby knows something. See, again, walking in the realm of the supernatural, it's, it's so much more than what we think or understand. And, but we have to get up out of ourselves, divorce ourselves from ourselves, to hear and to see that which God wants us to know and to do and to move. But it requires a submission. It requires a humbling. It requires a willingness to do such. And that's, what, that's really what it's about. If you are willing, he will enable you. But you got to be with her. Elijah. The gift of miracles is remarkably demonstrated through the prophet Elijah in 2 Kings 2 and 6, 2 and 8. 
And Elijah took his mantle, which is an ordinary coat, and wrapped it together, and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither. So that that day, too, Elisha and Elijah went over on dry ground. And both on the other side, the water again flowed normally. Because Elijah used a material object, his coat, this act must be classified as an act, as an act of faith. But, okay, this act must not be classified not as an act of faith, but as a work in the miracle. So what he's saying, because he actually did something and used something, which was his coat, it was not an act of faith, but an act of work in the miracles. King David operated in work in the miracles in 1 Samuel chapter 17. He tells how he slew a lion and a bear with his naked hand. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept back his father, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear. And I took a lamb out of the flock, and I went after and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Then David proceeded to face Goliath, a Philistine who stood ten feet tall, armed with only a stone and a sling. David slew the giant, for he had said, The Lord hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. So right now I'm going back to that there. Being a shepherd, he was responsible for the sheep. So I'm going back to the word process. This was training that God had for him. See, you got to be a connection. You don't just do this on your own because you're going to run out there and get your butt whooped. He had to have enough trust and connection with his God that what rose up on the inside of him was, how dare you come and take that which I'm responsible for? Don't you know who I am? And when that rose up inside of him, then he, he threw aside the fear and ran out there in faith. And now he's challenging a lion. And he's challenging a bear. See, even moving in that own capacity, that shows you right then and there how you got to get up out of yourself. See, God knew what he was preparing him for. He would have never been able to face Goliath. He would have never challenged that lion and that bear. And it's the same thing that God is doing to you all. He's training you all with the small situations and circumstances. He's preparing you for the greater ones down the road, but you got to act out and move in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You've got to allow God to work through you because, see, we all want these great and marvelous things, but if you can't conquer the small things, you will never do it. I tell you constantly, don't all of a sudden, because you got a report about cancer, you're going to stand in faith and, and pray to God. That if you can't get rid of a headache in the name of Jesus, if you can't get rid of a headache in the name of Jesus, don't go out here foolishly and try to get rid of a cancer in the name of Jesus. You're not trained. You're not prepared enough. Now, I'm not going to say it won't happen like that. I'm just talking about nine times out of ten when you understand process, when you understand process and letting God be God. Because, see, what happens, you, you're walking in carnality and what God can do, but why couldn't God get rid of that headache? Well, I, I said it, but then I went to the aspirin. Well, what you didn't do, you said and then you go to your doctor and get the treatment. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You just need to get an understanding of where you See, God wants you to, let me see, oh, shut up, hold God truthfully, you're capable that you can walk out on that level of faith. You, you truly can. 
You truly can walk to the edge of the cliff. Okay, Lord, what you want me to do? Step, step, and walk across the other side. Jesus walked on water, didn't he? Come on, now, shut it. Or go side, that But if you don't have enough trust and faith and relationship with your God, then you're going to fall down. It's just that simple. So God wants to grow you up and groom you so that when you get to the edge cliff, you say, you see that over there going over to the other side. Okay, God, and you start to walk it. You start to move it. But see, he's prepared you for that. I'll just keep reading. Then David proceeded to face Goliath, a Philistine who stood 10 feet tall. Armed with only a stone and a sling, David slew the giant, for he said, the Lord that hath delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hands of the Philistine. These acts would have to be classified as working and miracles because David was involved in their completion. He could not kill a lion or a bear with his bare hands. For him to wrestle with a lion and to win took a power that he normally did not have. This is different from the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel functioned in the gift of faith. He did not touch a lion. He entrusted God, who was an angel that came and closed the jaws of the lion. And not only that, David was a little boy. He's a teenager. See, now, back in those days, as they grew become warriors, they were trained to do those things, but David was a little kid at that time. Samson, another illustration of the work in America we're going to see in the life of Samson. Samson was a very unusual person. Before he was born, his mother gave him to God and proclaimed him a Nazarite, which meant that he would never touch dead flesh or drink wine or clip his hair. The Bible says that as Samson became a young man, the Spirit of God moved upon him. And behold, a young lion roared against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand. When 3,000 men came against him, he slew 1,000 men with only the jawbone of an ass. Then as a final act, Samson dislocated the two middle pillars of a great temple where thousands of pagans were worshiping their God. By pushing those pillars out of place, he destroyed more the enemies of God than one time than he destroyed in his whole life. Samson possessed the gift of the work in miracles. At the wedding feast in the Canaan of Galilee, Jesus turned water into wine. Through the work in miracles, the laws of nature were affected. The fermenting stage was accelerated. In Matthew 14, when Jesus broke the bread and the fishes to feed the multitude, every break was a miracle of multiplication. He took each loaf, each fist, and with his natural hands kept breaking them until the disciples had enough to feed thousands of people. With little, Jesus fed many, and there were 12 baskets of leftovers. His disciples were amazed. This is the function of the gift of working in miracles. And that is the end of our lesson for today. Questions, comments, concerns? Okay. My comment is, I don't know how many people have seen, like, I think it's like over in the country of Tibet, where places that have um, high mountains. Uh-huh. They have these guys. They have on these gliding suits. I got it. What? Gliding suits. Oh, okay. And they have on helmets, and they get they climb up to the top of the 
to the highest point of the mountain, and then they jumped. And when they jump, they get to a certain um, footage, and they open up. Where when they jump, they just jump and they just spread eagle. Mm-hmm. With them having on no suits, they glide. Mm-hmm. And they had filmed it for where they had glided great distances. Which when you look at that and you go like, oh, that's amazing. But then, you know, it kind of takes you back to the thought of you would love to see what had happened when they figured this out, the attempts, the energy it took for them to engineer this suit to help you glide at these great um, heights. Um, I have a cousin, when he was a toddler, he was at his grandmother's house, and he was by a window. Luckily, there's people down on the ground. And they said when he fell out the window, he didn't, gravity didn't pull him back, didn't suck him down to the surface, but he floated. And they said that they just stood there being amazed. But through childhood, even into adulthood, we've seen so many horrific scenes for where it was a negative outcome that it's hard for us to wrap our minds around for something, going through something hard, and there's a positive outcome. But then I thought about tempering. Tempering is when you put something through extreme heat or measures of heat because if you don't temper it, you can't get the best out of it. It's just like a locked door. That tempering is the key to opening it up so it can do for what it has the purpose for it to do. And we have to be ready to be tempered. The three, the three Hebrews did. The three Hebrew boys did it. Daniel did it with the lion. Being situations that we're not comfortable in, that we think we, in our way of thinking, there's no way out. But then you see there is a way out. But we gotta stop being so quick to judge and let go and let God. Comment? Nope, don't jump off the cliff unless you got a gliding suit. Well, who's going to be your gliding suit? The what? I said, who's going to be your gliding suit? <laughs> I mean, because you got to remember, before they came up with the um, dynamic to put this gliding suit together, what did they do before all of that? You know, you know, there had to been a whole lot of prayer going on. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of, a whole lot of, like, um, Orville and Wilbur Wright, they had a whole lot of trial in there. Right. Because for them to sit up there and do something like that, somebody had to see the vision. 
Anybody else going once? Twice? Hello. Hello? Is this for prayer request? Hmm? Is this for prayer request? Yeah, I'm getting ready to do prayer requests. I was asking anybody else had anything. You must be on break or something. Yeah. Okay. I was just laughing. I wasn't sure what's going on. Uh, well, I just got finished reading with the lesson, so I'm going to go ahead and move uh-huh. in prayer request because nobody woke up. So you go in first. How about that? Well, how about that? All right. Yerukos kadar kumburan dito kusishin dito kumburan dito kadar kumburan dito kusidito 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 kusidito. Interesting. So, I don't know if you were on any when I was doing the reading or whatever. Mm-mm. And as I was reading, uh, the Lord literally stopped me, and because we're talking about dunamis and energimus which we derive the word energy and dynamite. Mm-hmm. And then he gave me this vision, which initially I didn't understand, but it was like even we've all seen when they've done um, bombs exploding and you see the sky like after that. Mm-hmm. And then even on seeing stuff with battleships, how they, because he gave me his battleship and, you know, how you see it shooting at something. Mm-hmm. So, what he then told me later on in the reading was that we see that power, but we have that power even greater inside of us. And just as that battleship can aim it at whatever we that is aiming at, we can aim that same power to whatever situation or circumstance that we choose to aim mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. So, Two things are about to happen. First, I'm going to pray for you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to aim that power at you so that you get hit with that supernatural power. Then after I pray for you, I'm going to want you to not say in, don't tell us, but you tell God where you want him to aim that power at. Mm. Mm. Okay. So right now I'm going to pray for you, Father God. He's now ready. The next phase is aim. Kiko Rombos Kikadra Mo Sikurumbo Fire. Mooskiya Sanya Kabodera Kaka Chispur 
That's it right there. Nah. Mm. Ooh, something changed. Something changed. Something changed. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Now, we're going to do the same thing. Except now you're pointing it where you wanted to go that you are conversating with God about. So I'm going to do it again. Hi, you're going to ready. Buskram brandil go sedes. Brandil go sedes go sada. Ha ha. Ha ha. Aim. Buskram brandil go sedes go sedes go sedes. For whatever reason, I see multiple cannons. Hmm, interesting. For whatever reason, I see multiple targets. It's not one thing, but it's several things that you're aiming at. It's not one thing, and God is allowing you to do this. So when I say fire, multiple cannons are going to go off so that multiple targets will be struck. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God's going to go load them, Father, position them, Father, so that when you're ready, Holy Spirit, you will press the trigger, and they will go, Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. All righty then. Amen. All right. You're developing an uncanny ability to be properly positioned. Lately, you've been doing things where God has been pricking your spirit and it's causing you to move, and you're finding that there was purpose to it. Continue to listen to the Holy Spirit as he is strategically speaking and directing your steps. Continue to move as he's tweaking you and you're responding to the tweaks. Continue to let him guide you in this matter. See, what's happening is you're getting keener in your listening, you're getting keener in your relationship, you're getting keener in your understanding as God is directing your steps. That's why you called in now. That's why you called in on Sunday. Both instances. And that's just two that I noticed. That's just two that I noticed. So continue to listen when he's speaking and directing and be encouraged and move out and let God be God. Mm. Mm. Interesting. 
And that was very important that I said that because, see, you needed to know that that is his voice speaking to you because at times you're like, I don't know. That is his voice speaking to you. See, I always talk about know the voice of God for yourself. See, now you're beginning to find out that is his voice speaking to you. I know before I was doing something like months or years ago, whatever, related to the call, and I pulled up to the light, and I heard the voice of God speaking to me. But it was different, and the difference was now I heard him even softer than before because now I was more used to him, familiar. So even though he spoke softer to me, wasn't that he literally changed, it's just I heard him more often. So often he has to speak loud, like you said when I be hollering in the phone, to get our attention and to let us know that he's God. Yeah, I'm trying to talk to you. But then, after a while, he can just say, hey, you, come here. And you go, huh? That's where he's at with you right now. You go, hey, Lee, come here. Huh? Wow. That's how I feel, too. Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I share with you all, but um, when I was supposed to have a conference, a lady prophesied to me. She said, um, she said, your suffering is not over because as long as, you know, you're on the path, you want to suffer for righteousness' sake. She said, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's over. She said, but the, the chaos of it, <clears throat> she said, the chaos of it, you're feeling like it's just, you know, craziness and chaos and all that stuff, just kind of like things just up in arms. She said that part is over because now you you understand what it's all for. Now there's there's an order to the chaos in your mind and in your spirit. And um, my sister said she's a prophet as well, and she said um, she said I see that you are bloomed. She said you're already bloomed. You're not blooming. That part is over. She said, you're, you're bloomed now, and it's time to get to work. She said, God is no longer going to treat you, you know, like you are, you know, in, in middle school. It's like, that's that's over. You're not you're not in school anymore. You're not even doing an internship. You're, you're working now. So so he's not going to approach you like, like you're still in training. Like, he's going to continue to train you because that never stops, but... But, you know, you being treated, you know, like a little kid, that's over now. So when you say that, um, this reminds me of what those two ladies said. So... Talk to me, nobody. Hello? Still here. Oh, okay. It's hard for me to tell because I'm sitting in here. All right. I'm done, though. 
I am. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I got cut off my back. I right, who else wants prayer? Well, while y'all figure that out, let me uh, pray for my cousin. Father God, again, I come before your throne of grace. I come before your throne of grace on behalf of Edgar and his family, Lord. We were just, again, reading about Emergema and Dunamis. And you gave me the vision of a nuclear and a battle tank. I'm asking right now, Father God, to shoot your dunamis power at Edgar and his family, Lord, not only for him being in a hospital, but also for salvation for that household, Lord. Not just him, but for his sister as well. Father God, you are God. I'm just speaking it out. And I'm just trusting and believing for you to be God. So whatever needs to occur, Father, whatever needs to happen, Father God, I'm just saying be God and move. Be God and move. Be God and move. So that your word go forth to do that which you send it to do. And we are trusting and believing. Believing it will not come back, boy. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Interesting. All right. Okay. Who was that speaking up for prayer? NBC. Hmm? That's it for the church. New Bethel. Oh, okay. Correct, direct, ordain, orchestrate, whatever needs to be done so they can walk in the full purpose of who you call them to be. Touch each and every member, each and every person, each and every situation and circumstance, and move, Lord. That your word do that which you call it to do so they can become the men and women of God you call them to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, who's next? Almost 12 o'clock. I have no idea what none of what you just heard. That's what you can do tonight. Oh, okay. I have a problem with them, Nene. 
Father God, we come before you on behalf of Renee. Touch a body, Father, touch a spirit, touch a soul, Lord. Let your word go forth, Father, and move on her behalf. Let your word go forth, Father, and move on her behalf, Father, so she can begin to become the fullness of who you called her to be, Lord. Continue to work with her, in her, and through her, as the word perfects all things that concern her, and she will truly become the fullness of the woman of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All righty. Who will be next? 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 We can pray for Oh, that's the Scotter. I'm a little Scotter. Scotter, Scotter, Scotter. I'm a little Scotter. Scotter, Scotter. The rumbles carry the combos. I'm going to pray for your family. Family of Scotty. Hey, I'm going to pray for the Scotty family. All right. <laughs> Let me lift up a fan, Father. Horror, this girl, go both carrot and rascal position of the rascal go sadaka. Horror, position, rascal go sadiki. Horror, position of the station of the station of the station of the station from Buscarananda, from Brandigo Session, this is the Golden, from Brandigo Session, the Sis, Brandigo Session of the Saga, Brandigo Sada Sada, Brandigo Session of the Session of the Saga, and this is the Pupu, Brandigo Saga, moving by half of the family, you go to the Saga, that your word, you go rise up to Buscarada, that your word move, Buscarada Sada, we give you the praise and glory, you know, Jesus, in my praise, amen. And now let me pray for Pamela and his word, he says that he is working to perfect all things that concern of you. And the key word is all things. That means God is not moving in the manner that you think he should or that you understand. But you just need to say yes and submit and move. He's working to perfect all things, not some things, not what you think, not how you feel, not definitely in the direction, nowhere near in the direction that you think it should go. But he says, I am God. Now, what you need to talk to him about is, are you going to do this willingly or unwillingly? Are you going to submit 
and allow God to be God, or you're going to have to fight against him because it's not what you want, how you think and how it has to happen. It's not the direction that you desire to go. So those are the things that you need to begin to discuss with him so he can begin to get you in alignment. Remember, he says he's perfecting all things that concern of you, not some, but all. And that is my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Oh, that was a little bit better than that. Amen. It was still there, but it wasn't as bad. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who wants prayer? Who wants prayer? Who wants prayer right now? Let me know, let me know, let me know. All righty. Who's prayer going what? Hmm. Well, if there's no more prayer for Erica. Even if she may or may not have texted me, but hmm, interesting. So I'm gonna go through the list like I normally do, Lord. And send a shout out a text. Okay, she may not be on. So how about I start off with my list first, Father? Let me start off with my people. So you have to go around the school, you go to 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 Thank you, Father God. Here's going to go search and go search. That's my peoples. All my peoples in the struggle. Okay. That's the children. 
Let me get the dots. I'm going to go sit there to go dead, dead, 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 go dead, Randil go say she to go say she to go Tony, her rumble could take a city to go city to go dead 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 go dead to 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 you want me to pray in regard to Erica's church? Borandikis Kumboko San Rando Kosiki Dir. I just hear so much and and see, and, and one of the biggest things I see and hear is confusion. Like it's really trying to enter in in a grand way. Confusion is literally trying. What, what am I seeing? Okay. Mm. This is interesting. Okay, so for whatever reason, I'm seeing people as eggs. Eggs with legs. And I'm seeing confusion trying to enter in. And whatever reason, I'm seeing people, it's a, like a big old va- water barrier. Mm. I see, I understand it, Lord. And if you get close to, you know, how we see on, on, on the different movies and stuff, you get this thing, if you enter in, now you're going into another realm. And what I'm seeing on one side of this water barrier or vapor barrier or whatever is confusion. On the other side are people. He can't come across, but if he draws you close enough, he'll be able to snatch you through. But he can't fully come across. Got it. Got it. But because of what's already there, 
he can partially come across, but if he draws you close enough so you're trying to figure and hear and see, then he can snatch you in. But if you find enough a way, he can't pull you in. But what I do see is you, Erica, are guarding that gate. So just imagine like a lobster or whatever. He can get his paw through, but he can't fully come all the way through. And the reason, again, that he can get his paw through is because there's enough confusion already there that allows him there. But because of you guarding that gate, and standing in your position that God has ordained you to shut it up, you can pull even those who were in confusion back to the other side to a place of safety. See, I'm going to tell you, woman of God, you need not to fret about you going on that other side. See, you have enough power, authority inside of you that you can walk into the enemy's camp and rescue those who are caught in bondage. You can do that because of whom God has called you to be and how he has grown you up. So you, woman of God, can go into the camp, pull and release and do battle where battle needs to be done at, and then pull them to safety and let them stay over there in a safe position. Now, this is key. Those who get close enough to the wall that want to go over there, you let them go. You let them go. Because that confusion is drawing them because the confusion is inside of them. If that's what they choose to do, after you have warned and told them, if they choose to go over there to get sucked in by the enemy, you let them go. And then, as the Holy Spirit directs you, if he says, go over there and rescue them, and then they are ready, then you bring them back. Then they'll willingly come. Then they'll willingly stay away. But do not fight to keep them from going over there if they want to go. See, he can only draw those who have what's in, who have him inside of him. His confusion can only draw those who already have enough confusion inside of them to come to him. Those who are not or, or is, is not in large amounts, they'll stay where you told them to stay because, see, yes, you know what? Oh my God, shut up. Go say this. You have grown <laughs> in, a bunch of, in a position in that place and in the spirit. Well, they they are they are they are what's the word I'm looking for Holy Spirit what's the word that they accept your judgment woman of God there are those in that place that if you tell them this is not what you need to do they because they respect and accept your judgment and your position both in the natural and in the spiritual they will go back to where you told them to be safe at. Those you don't have to worry about. Even if they got enough of that confusion and you say that's not the path, they'll go back because of who you are and how you have grown. But those who just willingly continue to go to that wall barrier, that vapor barrier that was going to suck them in, you let them go. You have to let them go. Because if they stay there, what does the word of God say? A little level level to hold up. If they stay there, then it's going to stir up confusion in those who don't want it. Let them go. Then in due time, if they're ready and they got enough beat up out of them to come back home, then God tell you to go get them, you go get them. Other than that, leave them alone. But woman of God, you stand in your position. Your position is warranted, needed, and respected. Mm. 
and called by God. You stand at that gate. You guard that gate. Because if you leave your position, mm, oh, Father God, <clears throat> Jesus, I know Paul, I heard of it. Oh, let go of that doggone Erica. I can't come through. I used to go in there and do whatever I could do, wanted to do. I can't come through now because that doggone Erica's on guard. She's pissing me off. I can't fully get up in there and, and wreak havoc like I used to because that doggone Erica's standing guard. <laughs> That's the conversations they're having about you. Strategically trying to figure out what to do to get you out of position to get you to say, cuss God and die. That's the conversations they're having about you, woman of God. But you just continue to twiddle your thumbs, be obedient, and let God do let God be God and watch things unfold. And see, also because of that position, and also because of your gifting. You already see it. You see stuff unfolding and the way it's going to happen, you just got to let it happen. You already see stuff unfolding and happening and the manner it's going to happen. And yeah, you know. oh, okay, I'll get him about three weeks. I'll get him a month. Oh, that one there? No, he he getting ready to go headlong into it. You just got to, you're going to see it. You're going to know it. Just move according to your gifting and listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and let God be God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Don't know if you're on the line or not, but you can listen to it. What? Well, one prayer. All right, then. What's going to press on what? What's going to press on twice? What's going to press on three times? What's going to press on New York? Lord, today we pray for. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, you go first. I go after you. Father, we come to you today to pray for Brother Sam. Thanking you, Father, for this child of yours. Thanking you, Father, for continuing to guide steps, for strengthening his hedge of protection, as well as his armor. Father, we just thank you for blessing and keeping him, his household, and his family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Lord, thank you for your most humble and worthy servant. For positioning him into the time of spreading your word, speaking of your glory, telling about you, and your all in all. Lord, we pray for the endurance through the temperament. We also pray for Brother Sam Farley's home, family, and everything that he should 
tread his feet on, come across, come in contact with. All is for his purpose and for spreading your word to fulfill your will. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. I'll say thank you very much. And to the Lou. I'll let you all later. Everybody have a blessed one.